welcome to another episode of Business Mojo and Margaritas with me, Suzanne Proxa. In this podcast, we get up in your business in 20 minutes or less. If you'd like to find out more about me and my coaching opportunities, head on over to suzpro.net. And now, on with the episode. Hello, beautiful humans. Just a quick note to let you know that we are going outside of the norm on this one. This is a former Suze Pro Live episode, and so it is definitely more than 20 minutes, but the value bombs are so worth it. So stick with me and enjoy. All right, we are live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Suze Pro Live. I am super excited today because we have an awesome topic, one that is definitely a pain point for a lot of us. <laughs> and so I'm really excited to have Christine McAllister here today. Hopefully I said that right. Um, Perfect. <laughs> All right. So I am going to have her actually introduce herself. Um, and if you don't know who I am, I am Suzanne Proxa. I am a business strategist and coach for female entrepreneurs looking to create a pipeline of clients without those boring paint by number tactics. <laughs> I so love on to that. Christine. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Christine McAllister. I'm a business and success coach for high achieving women uh, who are looking to start, build, and scale businesses um, that are online, that are freedom-based, right? So I help women to quit their jobs. I help them to stay out of their jobs, replace their income, and then go beyond that. Yes. And the topic today is how to quit and stay out of your nine to five. So, yes. <laughs> so if you are struggling with that, you're trying to get your business off the ground, you are, you know, like going to work every day has got you like, oh my gosh, there's not enough coffee in the world. How am I going to get through this? This is definitely the live for you. So stay with us because she's going to give some awesome tips and advice for putting an end to that. Nobody Absolutely. wants the alarm clock in the morning. No, no, that's not why we're here, right? Exactly. Yeah. So Christine, this is, I mean, this is the work that you do. This is your specialty. Um, you know, what do you come across the most as far as, you know, when you work with somebody, what do you think their biggest struggle is with trying to get out of that nine to five? I see two things. I see a lack of clarity and I see a, uh, the opposite of a lack, an overwhelming amount of self-doubt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those two things are like keeping, keeping us stuck, right? Keeping us unclear, right? Maybe we think if we just had a clear plan, we'd go do it. And while sometimes that's true, usually it's, if I had a clear plan, I'd do it. That's just what we believe, but really we're just scared, right? We're scared to show up fully. We're scared of failing. We're scared of maybe even of succeeding, right? We're scared of criticism. We're scared of all of those things. Um, we do not have confidence in ourselves that uh, this dream is possible for us. And fear of success is huge. I know I went through that. Um, and it's funny, I still struggle with it from time to time. Uh, it's one of those things where, you know, we're not really 
the world doesn't seem to lift us up very much, does it? I no. mean, where, where does all this come from? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the big things is that I believe from the time we are in inter-school and societally and everything, we're really trained to be good employees. Um, I was a college professor for a year. So like, I, you know, I, I can see that from the other side as well, but like, we are trained to be good employees. We're trained to think like employees. We're not trained to think like entrepreneurs and we're trained to avoid risk. Right. And that's also just like basic human, you know, <laughs> biology and ancestry. And so I think like when we have this dream of doing something different, there's also this fear of like leaving the tribe, right? At a very primal level, like people criticize us because they don't understand or they have their own stuff around it. And it feels devastating. It feels like, okay, well, it's not possible when really they might be well-intentioned and trying to keep us safe or they might have to look at their own stuff if you were to succeed. I mean, there are a whole host of reasons that probably have very little to do with you, right? But I also often think about this example from the book, The Confidence Code, which is about women and confidence. And those authors did a ton of research. And I feel like this is my biggest takeaway from that book, which is quite long, um, that if uh, a man sees a job that he um, is thinking about applying for, he will apply if he feels 60% qualified. A woman typically has to feel 100% qualified for the job in order to apply. And that's a job, like that's something that's like normal and everybody does it. I mean, imagine what those statistics are if you extrapolate them out for entrepreneurship, right? We are just not embedded with a ton of confidence. And of course, there are ways to overcome that and, and strengthen those confidence muscles. We can talk about those, but I really think it's pretty systemic. Yeah, I, I believe it because on, the, on a daily basis, that is really the root of everything I see, I swear you know, with a lot of these women, it's, you know, that, that doubt, that massive doubt, the fear. Um, there's some very talented women out there who just aren't succeeding because they're terrified to even put an offer out there. Yes. You know, so, so much you, less do a Facebook live, right? I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the struggle is real trying to get people on Facebook live. I'm yes. like, what? It's yes. fun. And they're like, no, it's not. <laughs> totally. Totally. I always get so excited when I see somebody do their first one because it really is a massive accomplishment. It is. It is. And it gets easier the more you do it. Yes. And it gets fun. Yeah. Yes. So what do you think are the biggest things keeping women from quitting their jobs? So I think like when we you know, we, we've talked already about this, like lack of confidence, this lack of self-belief, right? This self-doubt and the fear, you know, I think a lot of times we don't know how we could replace our incomes as well, right? I work with women um, largely who are service-based. And so like, you know, my work often consists of helping them figure out exactly how they're going to make the money, right? Because a lot of times like, our zone of genius is right here in front of our face and we can't see it. Or like, as my friend Adrian Dorison says, like you're inside the jar and you can't read the label. Right. So you're just like so good at certain things. But a lot of times if those things come super easily to you, you automatically assume everybody can do them easily. And why would anyone pay you when in reality, it's like, it comes easily to you because it's so natural and other people think, well, that would be a nightmare for me. I need help with that. Right. So yeah. I think it's just this, like, it, it all ties together, but a lot of times we just 
don't even know where we could start to make money and, or we're not asking the right questions. We're saying, oh, that would be nice. Or, oh, I wish I could do that, but I can't because, and telling ourselves that story instead of saying, how can I, and what pieces of support do I need to put in place to follow through and to um, get visible and to get those clients. Yeah. And that really is a huge mindset shift because, you know, I'll relate that to the whole, I can't afford it mindset, you know? And one of the things that I've worked on, I know for myself over the last several months is moving from, I can't afford it to how can I afford it? Yes. I love that one. And so, yeah. And so, you know, there's a few things out there this year that I want to do and that's my mindset going into it. But a year ago, it would have been just completely, no, it's not going to happen. And so I see a lot of other women doing that as well you know, they just immediately shut that door and prevent themselves from moving forward. Yes. And uh, it's such a bummer. I mean, how do you, how do you help women get past that hurdle? Because it's a big one. Yes. Yes. So I think that paying attention to the way that we talk is really important. And I love that shift of, I can't to how can I, right? Like that right there, if you can put a post-it sticky notes up, reminders on your phone, right? How can I like immerse yourself in how can I, um, you know, I have a vision board and every time I look at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot that I put that up there like a couple of weeks ago and it just happened. Right. So that stuff is real, you know, but I think it's like giving yourself permission to dream. I know that a lot of times as women, we like try to guard ourselves against disappointment. So we don't, Um, allow ourselves to be honest with what we really want in case it doesn't happen. Then we can say, well, I didn't allow myself to want it anyway. Right. I can remember saying something like that in high school. Like when I really wanted to be asked to one of the dances, I was like, I'm just like going to say that it's not going to happen. And that way I won't be disappointed. Like looking back on that now, I was like, I was 15. Like where did I get that? Right. But I think we pick that stuff up. So in working through that, I think it really does start with mindset. Like you said, it really does start with eliminating the word can't, the word don't know, right? I don't know how, or it's not possible because the the book Conscious Language has some great uh, charts um, on one side. If you say this, you know, you can change it to upgrade this. That book is very heady and like kind of cerebral and out there, but in, in a section of it, it has some really like practical charts that you can go to. Um, so you could check out that book, but I would say like, it is a completely different mindset than the one that you're surrounded with in your daily life. And you're with your family and with your coworkers and your friends. And so prepare for it to feel really weird when you first start, because it's really different than you've probably ever thought. Right. But like And you're, you know, in your Facebook group, in my Facebook group, those places are places where you can connect and find other people who are like you because you're probably feeling somewhat alone in your real life about this. Yes. So (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm just thinking of how real the struggle is. (laughs) It's, I mean, it's, it's a real challenge and it does take time, but it's definitely a worthwhile exercise for people to work on that. Yes. Yes. For sure. Yeah. And we are surrounded by it on the daily. Because, oh my gosh. You know, simple example, for instance, you know, I am a concert nerd. I love to go to all the concerts and there's this big, big hoot nanny <laughs> coming up in the summer <laughs> where the tickets are going on sale next week and they're not cheap. Mm. 
And so I'm asking friends about it, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, they have a payment plan and they're still over there like, oh, I can't afford it. And I'm like, well, how can you afford it? You know, how can you make this happen? You know, it's only this like 50 bucks a month if you do this. And yeah, but they're still over there like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. Right, right. I think it's like also being kind of being real honest with ourselves about what we value, right? Like, um, you know, you and I are both coaches, right? So like a lot of times, you know, um, when we're thinking about investing in some kind of support for ourselves, or we're talking to clients who might be thinking potential clients, like that I can't afford it thing might come up, right? And I think that, um, I think that we find ways to pay for the things that we really desire. I mean, I just think that we do like, and I understand that that is a blanket statement that doesn't apply to everyone, but I also understand that those of us who are participating in this Facebook live are like on the internet, like most likely in first world countries where we have access to more things and more resources than 99.9% of people who've ever lived. Yeah. And so I think when we begin like really recognizing and owning that, I don't say this from a place of, um, somebody who's never been through something hard. And we can talk about that if you want to, but like, I am a, just a really big believer in like, we are resourced and capable of figuring out ways to do the things that we truly desire. And so it's time to start being honest about that. Yeah. You know, that's absolutely right. Because I did a live, um, I don't know, they all start to blend. (laughs) (laughs) I I did a live because I felt so bad for um, a couple ladies who they just feel defeated because they can't afford one-to-one coaching right now. And so my live was all about figuring out, you know, what can you create? What can you sell? What can you package to help you start making some money, you know, using those talents like you talked about in the beginning. So, yeah, I mean, we do have those resources and we do have that ability to really make those changes. Yes. Yes. And like in your example, 50 bucks a month, well, that could be like one pretty casual dinner out. You know what I mean? For two people, like if you're willing to give that up or your weekly Starbucks habit or whatever, like how bad do you want it? Exactly. Yeah. So let's talk about getting the heck out of those nine to fives, shall we? Yes. How do these ladies get going down that road? Yes. So I really like to um, help my clients develop services and packages that can help them quickly replace their income. Right. So like things that, you know, they're uniquely gifted to do their zone of genius, right. From that great book, the big leap, which I absolutely adore and recommend. So good. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I believe that it's very smart and strategic to sell just one to two things um, at a price that you can uh, say without throwing up, it doesn't have to be the exact right, like replace your income price the first time, because most of us have some major blocks with selling and owning our worth as women. And so this feels really scary in the beginning. So again, back to the confidence thing, right? The goal is to like, get you a little bit more confident each step of the way, because confidence comes from taking action. It's not just something we're born with or not born with. Although some people are certainly born with more confidence than others. Me, not one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Total introvert, total really sensitive person right here. Like, obviously I'm very comfortable on lives now. That wasn't always the case, you know, and probably the same for you, but confidence comes from taking action. We've done tons and tons of these now, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So get more confident as you go, but, you know, figure out what you, what it is that you want to offer. Um, one to two things, premium price, whatever that looks like for you. And it's the number is different for everybody, what you start at, what you go up to. Um, and of course, based on what you're offering as well. Um, and then really it's about like dealing with the things that come up along the way, which are different for everyone. But some of them are like, oh, I'm not, I'm not worthy of having someone pay me or I can't guarantee results. So how can I offer this package? Or like, what if, what if they don't like me once we start working together? What if my ideal client or, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, what if my niche doesn't exist? People in my town don't want to pay for this kind of thing. People online don't want to pay for this kind of thing. There's so many people out there who are already doing it, right? Again, it's the mindset stuff that when we get the self-belief going and get the confidence going, then we can really rock these simple strategies, right? Like you said, you know, they're different for everyone. I mean, I have clients who have booked out based on referrals or they booked out based on Instagram or they book, you know, with a Facebook post or message or email or whatever. So there's no like one right way, like you say, Yeah. right? <laughs> it's all based on the person and what their makeup is like and what they're excited to offer. But the goal is to get them making consistent income and also build their self-belief so that it, the time to quit becomes very clear. So one of the things you mentioned was having, you know, the two offers with a price that doesn't make you throw up, <laughs> which is so funny because I think back to my first three month program. Oh my gosh. I, it, you know, I, I charged this rock bottom price. I mean, it was ridiculous. And then I got into it and I'm thinking, what in the world were you thinking? Right. You get annoyed no. that you charge so little, right? Oh yeah. But then that's when you know it's time to raise your price. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> By a lot. So, so one of the biggest issues with that for people is actually putting those offers out there. You know, how, what are your techniques for pushing people to do that and put those offers out there? And not feel completely defeated if they get crickets. Yeah. Well, I would say that um, often we get crickets mm -hmm. because the online space is super busy and it still comes back to relationships. A lot of times, you know, what I find is that if my clients are looking to offer services and something that people already know them for, like if they're offering something similar or people are in their, you know, on their Facebook feed or in real life or whatever, already know that they're like a health fanatic, let's say, right? So now they're going to offer like health coaching. Um, I want them talking to their friends and family about it. I want them getting comfortable. I want them, you know, being willing to share some things on their Facebook feed. I want them just starting really small and also knowing that it's going to take time, but that people are watching, even if it's crickets, you know, how many members of um, our Facebook groups, like never say anything, yes. but then out of the blue one day, they're like, I've been watching, I've been reading everything, right. They've been lurking. So like people will, people will be creeping on you from the very first time you put a post out, but they want to see if you're real. They are watching to see if you are one post drop and run, or if you are real and they can get to know you and what you have to offer and you're consistent and you're providing value. You know, it's so obvious that people who are just like, you know, put it out there once and either they got frustrated, you know, because nobody 
um, bought immediately and they made six figures overnight. Like we hear all these ridiculous <laughs> ads saying, you know, um, there's just such a like fallacy in this space based on these myths that ads and, you know, some, some big names and whatever perpetuate. But the truth is it's still business. It's still starting small. It's still selling. If you're selling one-to-one services, it's still selling because somebody knows, likes, and trusts you. Right. And that's not going to happen after one offer. Right. That's very true. And it's funny what you just said, because every single time somebody scheduled schedules a discovery call with me every single time they were somebody who was watching stuff in silence every single time 100 percent. 100 okay that is such a great tip everyone listen 100 yeah. <laughs> of the time it's the lurkers yep. <laughs> they may have made like one comment or two comments somewhere but they come out of nowhere So, you know, even if you've got, if you do a Facebook live, this is my encouragement for today. You do a Facebook live on your page. You see, you've got 10 viewers. Remember ladies, it only takes one viewer, only one. True. So don't be frustrated. (laughs) You know, that one person may be the one who signs up for your program or your package or, you know, so don't give up. Yeah. I mean, consistency and persistency are truly the keys, right. To like, to building that business on the side, to quitting your nine to five and then to building it beyond that. Um, and I think, you know, another myth that we hear a lot is like, Oh, the first time I put out an offer or like, or this one post made me $50,000 or whatever. Um, and I think the thing that we forget is that those people were, those people were working on things for years before they got Mm -hmm. to that point without exception, right? Maybe they finally had one post blow up. You know, I did a lot of publicity last year and one article that I wrote got shared on Ariana Huffington's Facebook page and her Twitter feed, right? But like, I mean, there are 50 others that didn't. It wasn't my first article by any means, but it was a big deal and I was super excited about it and it happened once, you know? So like, and I've been in business for two years by that point. So I think there's just, you know, a lot of times people who are looking to get out of their jobs are pretty new to business. And I think it's just like a real opportunity to have honest conversations. Online business is still business, you know, and, um, and it does take work, but if you love the work and you're clear on your plan and you're building your confidence, then it's, then it's fun too, because it's also like developing you into the kind of person who can build and sustain, um, a profitable business long-term, not just like, explode overnight and then, you know, flame out. <laughs> It'd be nice if that could happen, but it yeah. doesn't work that way. <laughs> and it, I mean, and it does take work. And, you know, one thing that we should talk about, because we're talking about how to quit and stay out of your nine to five, um, you know, the, the big challenge is you're in a nine to five and you have a life, you know, how do you go about building that business while you're in the nine to five so you can get the heck out of there? without losing your shit (laughs) or becoming incredibly sick from, and I hate the word hustle. Yeah. You know, so how do you, how do you do that? Yeah. Well, when you're just selling one to two things um, and you're probably working with a limited number of clients, you don't have to do all the things. 
you don't have to be on all the platforms. You don't have to build a huge email list, right? You don't have to have a huge Facebook group. You don't have to do any single, you don't even have to have a website to sell your first packages. Like it can get so, so, so much simpler than everybody who says, oh, you got to be on this platform. Oh, you got to post this many times a day, whatever. None of that is true, right? I recommend that you pick one strategy that's really fun for you. If you like to spend a lot of time on Facebook, maybe that's your place, right? Especially if you're watching, um, you know, on Facebook or if you're listening to the podcast and maybe you want a guest expert on some podcasts and find your people that way, right? I mean, the, the number of possibilities are as limitless as the internet, but you only get traction when you pick one and master that. So that's where it can be pretty simple to build your business over your lunch hour, right? Or before work or whatever, you know? Um, I, you know, it depends on your life situation. I have a baby. So like um, my, and, and I only have part-time care for her. So like my hours, they got to fit in this box, right? Kind of like being in a nine to five. When I was in my nine to five, I worked lunches and I worked evenings because I was single um, I didn't mind giving up some social time on the weekends because number one, I'm an introvert. And number two, I loved my work, you know, and um, then every once in a while, I take a vacation day and work on my business or go travel to see a client, which was super fun for me. So everybody can have a different solution, but I am a big believer in like, if you dedicate an hour a day to the right things in your business, you can totally grow it that way while you're in your nine to five without like, totally burning yourself out. Yes. And that thing is not Canva. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a lesson that I learned. Oh my goodness, girl, get out of the Canva. It's like a black hole. It is. I'm not a designer. Are you a designer? Are you like, I'm not a designer. I do create my own stuff. Okay. And I do it in Canva, but yeah. I have, am now trained to go in there and get the heck out. Yes. Yes. Because I will be in there all day because I do have the gift of being able to make pretty things. Mm. Yeah. But I used to be in there for hours a day. That's not your it's, like ultimate money-making task no, of making pretty not, things. <laughs> no. Could have been recording podcasts or something, but no, Canva is where I was. Well, and probably a lot of other people too, right? Oh yeah. I think a lot of people do that. You know, you're trying to stand out on Instagram and have everything look pretty and <sighs> just know. <laughs> a word of warning. Yes. Yes, definitely. Okay. So let's say, um, you've already quit and you haven't replaced your income yet. What do you recommend before these ladies go into complete panic mode? Yes. Yes. So I want you to ask yourself first the question, what's working or what has worked? Like if you're out of your nine to five and you've had clients already, how did you get those clients? I think it's so easy. And this happens all the time. Total shiny object syndrome where we're chasing the next thing or, you know, we got this opt-in and we haven't been through them all. Or now I'm going to read the book that promises this overnight, whatever. But if you've gotten clients before, how did you get those? It can be so simple to just go, I got them in this way. Why don't I do more of that? Mm -hmm. Right. Why don't I go back to, again, like super simple strategies and maximize that? I see that coming up a lot where, especially in, in women in nine to fives, like 
we'll, we'll get on the phone or we'll have an intensive or something. And we'll really do a deep dive into the business and be like, okay, um, you know, where have your clients come from? Where have this come from? And inevitably the woman will say, you know what? I've just been so busy. Like I haven't ever taken a step back to look at what's working. And so that's such a powerful exercise. And usually we don't give ourselves that gift because we're like on to the next thing on the to-do list. Right. But really just sit down and go, okay, where did that client come from? How did they find me? Let's start by doing more of that before we slash our prices to rock bottom, or we like declare a disaster or go down the shame spiral or whatever, you know, start looking on indeed for jobs, LinkedIn, whatever, like let's take a look at the business from a strategy standpoint and see how we can replicate the success we've had. I think that's my biggest tip. That's that actually is a fantastic tip because, you know, like I mentioned earlier, my people came out of nowhere. Well, guess what? It was Facebook live. So it's not super hard to figure out either ladies. If you do do the exercise that she suggested you can usually pinpoint it rather easily. And she's absolutely right. You know, that's the thing that you want to tackle for sure. So, and then um, pricing, you mentioned pricing. Yeah. Ooh, that's a pain point right there. Yeah. I I just jacked up the prices on all of my courses because they were still, the prices were still reflective of that crappy money mindset. Mm. And so- Let's talk a little bit about pricing. So (laughs) they're putting stuff out there. They're lacking the confidence. How in the world do they go about putting a price on something? Yep. So I think it comes back to what price can you say without throwing up, right? Mm -hmm. But to give you like a um, tangible tip here, um, I find that often women in nine to fives are, are somewhat comfortable charging something around what they are getting paid right now in their job. So if you're making $50,000 a year in your job and you're working full-time, you're making roughly $25 an hour, right? You take off the last three digits and you cut that first step number 50 in half, you're making about $25 an hour. So if you uh, estimate Um, how many hours do you think your course or your service is going to take to deliver and multiply that by 25, you have a very rough um, idea for a potential price. Now, this is only a starting point because when you're out of your nine to five, you will be kicking some serious butt if you could even bill 20 hours a week. Like that is like rock star status. Very few of us do it, right? And then most of us have a team and so we have more expenses on top of that. So like if you were, I would want you charging at least double that if you were out of your nine to five. But the other thing is, this is just the start as you begin to work on your money mindset. This is not like where you're gonna wind up or like what you're worth in any way. Like this is just a way to help you put an initial price on it and put it out there. Charge what you're already making. What someone already says, yep, I'm gonna pay you this much to do work. Because then I find that it's less less self-worth issues come up with that price strategy. I love that. That's a great way for people to dive in for sure. So you've got somebody who comes to you and they say, I have got to get out of this nine to five before I lose it. (laughs) First, 
like top three things that you would tell them, you know, this is somebody maybe that's, they're not working with you yet. They're just kind of inquiring three, yep. three things to tell them to look at. Yep. So first of all, I totally get it. <laughs> I spent a lot of years um, in a really like toxic work environment that, um, yes. I mean, there, there were times I became like super, super, super depressed, you know, mm-hmm. like scary depressed over it. And like, not I knowing I was meant to be an entrepreneur and not being able to see the path out and feeling like there was something wrong with me that other people were doing it. And I couldn't, you know, so like, first of all, there's nothing wrong with you. If you have this desire, like you have it for a reason, as cheesy as that sounds, um, there's nothing wrong with you that you haven't been able to figure out how to do it yet. Um, the biggest shifts in my business have come from when I've gotten support So like, I would tell you that whether it's me or someone else, you need to find somebody you feel like you can learn from and do whatever it takes to hire them Yes, because someone to hold your hand and kick your butt is what helps you move past your own shit, you know, to be quite blunt. Like I, you know, again, to the jar and you can't see the label thing, right? Like becoming an entrepreneur is scary. It really screws with your mind. You know, all your stuff comes up. And if you are trying to work through all that stuff and answer every strategy question all by yourself as well, or by like Googling things and reading a million different blogs, you're going to stay completely overwhelmed. Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of times we like, we take all this money to go to school, student loans, right? Like I went to undergrad and grad school at student loans. But then when it came to like hiring my own first coach, I was like, oh, I've never spent money on myself before, except to buy some books, which I didn't implement because it's like still the same person taking on all of these strategies and going, oh, that's a good idea. And then promptly like walking away and doing the same thing I'd always done, which was like procrastinate and be a perfectionist. So (laughs) I think like for the love of your dreams, right? For the love of everything that, you know, you want getting support is the fastest way to get there. And you got to find somebody you feel like you can learn from because that's, what's going to allow you to be open enough to do just that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So there's probably some people out there that want to know how to reach you, or if you have any really awesome freebies or anything like that, that you can yeah. offer. Yeah. So the name of my business is Life with Passion. As you can tell, I'm a pretty passionate person. Um, So I have a PDF on how to quit and stay out of your nine to five. And you can get that at lifewithpassion.com slash (laughs) Suze. So grab it. It's real detailed. Um, Goes into how, you know, the strategy, the top strategies I work with my clients on to help them quit. Um, And that's lifewithpassion.com slash Suze. Awesome. And we'll put that in the comments when we're done too, ladies, so that you can just go right to it. Well, thank you so much for being here today. And hopefully we have a bunch of ladies who are feeling a lot better about ditching that nine to five, or if they're in the other situation we talked about where they ditched it, but it's not going as well as they'd hoped. Hopefully they picked up some ideas on how to get past that. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're watching this on Facebook, um, feel free to ask me questions in the comments and tag me. I'm happy to, um, to come back over and answer them. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you, everybody. If you are watching live, 
uh, do know that this actually goes to my podcast, which um, goes to, oh, let's see, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. So you'll be able to catch this within the next couple of days on the podcast, wherever you would like to listen, because it's everywhere. So after that, I, I think we're all set and I will see you guys next week. Thank you again, Christine, for being on. It was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This was a fantastic conversation. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Business Mojo and Margaritas. If you are fiending to check me out and work together, head over to suespro.net. Not only do I have one-to-one, but I have courses and I also have the Magnetized Mastermind. So head over there, head straight to the coaching page and you'll get to see all of the latest coaching opportunities and either sign up or sign up for a discovery call with me to see if working together would be a fantastic fit. So I will talk to you soon and see you on the next episode.